Uh, so y'all's yeah. birthday was on Monday. Yes. Yes, it was on Monday. Yeah. 25? 25. Yeah. Somebody said quarter life crisis. I was like, the way I'm living, there's no way I'm living to 100. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a- <laughs> no way. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Without a Roadmap. My name is Jonas. I'm Cameron. We're both product managers here at Parlor, which is a startup located in downtown Boston. So this is a show for product people who don't have all the answers. We'll tell the stories of all the PMs who get the job done, but are still figuring it out. Yeah, so with that, we plan to share our perspective as two early career PMs. We also plan to bring on others to share their stories so that we can figure this whole thing out together. So basically, like last week, I was on the way home, on commute home, on the train, and I was just kind of scrolling through LinkedIn, LinkedIn and kind of reflecting on the day. And it kind of just like came to me that I speak up way more in like big meetings than I used to earlier in my career. Mm. And I feel like it's like early in your career, you should always not have the hesitation or not be afraid to speak up mm. um, in those big meetings where there's managers or C-level executives. Mm-hmm. So I feel like we should talk about that today. Yeah, yeah. No, like I noticed that myself, even from the beginning of our time at Parlor now in the comparison. Yeah, like I could tell that you're much more confident. Um, you know, you, you definitely you definitely bring in a lot to so, the team. So kind. You know, so <laughs> I kind. think I, I probably came in a little bit hotter because I, you know, just had this familiarity having worked with the team before. Um, but I think even, you know, since then I've grown a lot in my confidence. But just thinking back to my previous work, experience like mm-hmm. first starting to work at firecracker uh i remember how nervous i was even explaining like what i did at start like at stand-up uh-huh. <laughs> like, yeah it's like uh, like it's a lot of pressure yeah <laughs> like it's like not like big public speaking but like it's people you work with people you report to the people that are like, in charge mm-hmm. of like your day-to-day work stuff so like right. it's kind of a little bit of pressure when you're especially when you're first starting out right because you want to make like the great first impression you don't want to seem like you don't literally don't know what you're doing yeah, so there's like, you know, the understanding of like obviously the different frameworks and like explaining how you went about your work, but also then the actual like, you know, results of your work. It's <laughs> like, you know, is this like adequate? Um, but yeah, I think that also trails into like speaking up, um, just like, you know, your voice in general within the company, mm-hmm. whether it be in Slack, whether it be an email, uh, any like verbal written communication that you have with your team, uh, obviously it's super important. But in like in the earlier stages of yeah. your career, where you don't like kind of, you know you don't have that fluency in you know product speak for you know in our case, uh, or even just like you know general business knowledge or the company like the, the, company. the space because I feel like. The hardest thing or like the most frightening thing is when you're in like a big meeting with like your manager or other people involved with uh, your department, your product, whatever it may be. And they start throwing all these like acronyms and like internal language and you have literally like no clue what's going on. So you're kind of sitting there like on your laptop kind of just Googling words like what does this mean (laughs) to try to like figure it out. Like that that was my biggest struggle when I first started uh, my, my previous job. Like it was a healthcare company. So like there's a lot of acronyms for healthcare and a lot of stuff that I just did not understand mm. and so they we're in this meeting so they're talking about like hymns and all these other acronyms I already forgot mm. um, <laughs> yeah. and I'm literally just sitting there typing it up like on my laptop what each acronym means to try to get an understanding of what they're talking about just so I can try to do my own research but mm-hmm. that was probably like, the most frightening thing mm. I faced my like earlier when I first started that my, my last job mm-hmm. that's real yeah and no, I like the fact that my past uh, 
role at Firecracker and also here at Parlor. A big part of that role as a product manager is included uh, writing like blog content. Yeah, um, that's super helpful in learning stuff. Yeah, for sure. so like better like to get a better understanding of the industry. There's no better way than actually having to like do research for and mm-hmm. then write posts that are targeting the audience that you're you know building product for. Uh, so I you know I think of that as you know what's given me more fluency in these spaces mm-hmm. and it's like doubly useful because uh you know we're building a product for product teams and for customer teams and through that we're able to you know also just become like better at our own job yeah for sure so for super, sure super useful i feel like getting case. over that like initial hesitation when you don't know what's really going on you don't understand the acronyms it's probably just like speaking with like your direct manager or people that you're close with at work that will take the time to explain and teach you things that you need to know in order to be successful at your job and also just to grow your expertise in whatever thing your company is doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the most important thing is just like getting a sense of confidence in yourself yeah, for sure. and, yeah. and developing your own voice. Like if you're not confident in the things that you're saying, then it's not going to it's People gonna, are going to see show. that. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's definitely going to show. <laughs> but the thing that you have, you have to put in the work. That's, that's, yeah. that's how you get that, gain that confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think it's like your own personal confidence, but then also like the confidence to kind of speak up within a group. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so grounding yourself in, in kind of the, the understanding of your, your role in particular is going to be the best way to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's what like a lot of the, the work that you do outside of work is, you know, and also just like the second thing was going to be just coming prepared to these conversations yeah. whenever possible. Um, you know, I love to. Uh, you know, just have like, you know, a couple of different notes that I'm bringing into each meeting that I feel like I can bring up if I ever feel like, you know, maybe I haven't spoken up enough. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, oh, this is something that's unique and, you know, relevant to what I'm working on and relevant to what we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, and then just like coming prepared with that so that you're always able to, you know, share something, obviously, not just to kind of like check a box, but, you know, <laughs> it's class, like, oh, yeah. participation for the day. Yeah. <laughs> that used to be a thing, remember? You're just like, you had. To, I mean, at least in my like elementary school, you had to like. I had that you. in college. College, yeah, yeah. So you just like had one. It's like a, that you were. It was like ten percent of your grade about. was like participation. Okay. Uh, yeah, that was true. We did do it was that. Terrible. College. Yeah. That, but I mean, you, you learned a lot yeah, more. It yeah. forced you to show up to class. Mm-hmm. That was basically in a. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that helped me, um, my last job, was my actual manager, like telling me like I should I need to speak up because I do have great ideas so I feel like her having the confidence in me to speak up in those meetings would like really helped me a lot and like mm. f- like fast tracked me to gaining more confidence in these meetings which has transferred over to parlor today mm-hmm. yeah and that's like goes to the point of like if you don't have that confidence like you probably should if you're in the space if you're in the role mm-hmm. you're working for a th- for a company then, you know you made it you're one of <laughs> one of the few who, like receive that role and that's for a good reason you know i would hope unless there's nepotism involved and in which case like yeah i'm not worried about you <laughs> but uh you know really it's like if you're you know receive the role if you got an offer at a job you're working somewhere be confident because they clearly see something in you they yeah, you, for they, sure. you know you uh, you know, you're, you like receive validation in that sense. Uh, so yeah, I think the biggest barrier is obviously, obvious, oftentimes the confidence. And you know, I feel like mm-hmm. you, you ought to be confident if you're working at a company; they clearly value you. What was the biggest thing that helped you aside from just like growing your expertise within like Firecracker and Now Parlor? Mm-hmm. I would say 
doing a lot of the the work outside of work you know like just being more uh involved in like product discussions to kind of to just make outside myself, of work well yeah i mean I, I think just being like when you have an understanding of what a you know product manager is and who what they do uh you start thinking like a product manager mm-hmm. in your day-to-day life and like even if i don't have a side project i'm actively working on like as i'm using different apps and different products i'm you know constantly thinking about like what went into building this why certain decisions were made and oh, when something bad you're like damn yeah, yeah. Like every day, every, every day, like you have, like you deal with some like bad experience with some like you know web platform and app, and uh, so I think that like is the most practice that you get, especially working in tech. Like we're, we like live in tech, so yeah, yeah. It, it using the app every day. Exactly. So it's kind of that's a lot of the the practice that you get outside of work is you know more than the hours mm-hmm. that you spend actually in work, uh, and that's just kind of preparing you to think in a way that's gonna support your you know understanding of the work and, mm-hmm. and going in um yeah that, what about you if you something similar for you i think like i said before like my manager giving me the confidence and showing confidence in myself to actually speak up in those meetings and then also like her and now keith and that's the whole team here at parlor like actually asking for my opinion in those meetings when we're discussing like large or like that discussing things that have major impact on the product and the business mm-hmm. i feel like both of those have really helped improve my confidence a lot more. And then also, just like you said, just like being in product for the last almost three years now, which is kind of crazy to say. And then also just like dealing with other apps, web experiences online, and then also kind of just reading this different like books, stuff online on art and blogs, and just reading other people's stories about how they improve and how they're always constantly learning. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I mean, like the point of the show is that like you don't always have you don't always have all the answers, and that you're always constantly learning. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the more I constantly learn, and the more I speak up and to share my opinion, I mean, I'm probably I'm not always going to be right. I never will be, but mm-hmm. just when I share something that's wrong, like you guys are always going to be there to to correct me. Like, no, you should think about it this way, and that just further improves my learning and how I go about right becoming right. better. Yeah, like nobody's ever going to take what you say, like you know, for you know, yeah. face value and be like, all right, yeah, let's run with that. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah. You know, it's like it's expected that you're coming to the table with, having like you know thought through everything yeah. logically, and then you know we're going to treat it like that. Yeah, when they don't agree, you should push back on it until mm-hmm. like everything makes sense, and then we have like a clear direction. Like that's how a team should work. That's I'm glad that that's how we work here. Like. No one ever takes things personally when we're talking about like a product feature. Like mm-hmm. someone can have an idea that doesn't make sense or it does make sense, but there's like something they're not thinking about that we need to, and mm-hmm. it kind of just improves the product over time. Yeah, yeah, and that's going back to you know just dealing with you know our own confidence and you know understanding that we're here for a reason. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially like being employees number five and six at a company. Yeah, uh, you know even though I knew them, I still came in. You know like making sure you know feeling like I had to really prove myself and. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, I feel like I had a little bit more familiarity, so I was comfortable and maybe spoke up a bit more. But, um, you know, I think like the, the pace at which you ramped up is really impressive. Yeah. The way that you're able to come in. <laughs> I think Really, so like, really new group of people. Uh, I thought you were shy for the first, like, couple weeks. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, like, that it was, took me a little while. <laughs> that was just you, like, acclimating. You know? Yeah. But uh, now, yeah, now Cam's a monster. You know? I wouldn't say all that. <laughs> no, but the first couple of weeks, it was definitely different, like, coming in and seeing how like transparent like Keith, uh, Jonah, chief design officer, Louise and Jason, the engineers here, all the four co-founders, like how open they were about including both of us in the conversations about product features, like design reviews, all that stuff. Like it's also it's definitely helped me 
um, improve my thinking and how I go about thinking about new features, how we should do product management. Mm-hmm. Like that's definitely helped my career, my skill set like greatly. So, mm-hmm. but it was kind of different at first to be involved in those conversations every day. Mm-hmm. But I'm so grateful for to be a part of that. I'm curious how your experience may have like differed at the larger company at Optum, since here we're like you know one of a or we're two of like a relatively mm-hmm. small product team, uh, and so everybody's feedback is like not only like you know wanted but it's required. Yeah, like, everybody's yeah, yeah. got to come to come to the meetings prepared and mm-hmm. you know able to share. But at the larger companies, did you feel like there was as much of an onus on each individual contributor, especially like the earlier stage PMs, or could you kind of like fall back a little bit and you know, were you, like, if you're not leading, uh, you know, the team directly, like, were you constantly so, yeah. looked to? So I think the difference uh, here is that um, at Optum, my, my last employer, we had, like, different areas of, like, ownership for the product. So, like, I was in charge of, like, this area. Mm. Um, my other two coworkers were in charge of their, each of their own area. So I didn't have as much input on, like, what they were. Like, strategy, like, yeah, larger like, picture. Yeah, things. I wasn't involved in those conversations. But yeah. in, in terms of, like, my own scrum team and what I was in charge of like I had ownership over that mm-hmm. like how it looked what the copy said stuff like that mm-hmm. and I feel like here since we're, we're obviously a lot smaller than, than Optum is mm-hmm. um, we just have more oversight about the whole entire product because there's only so many of us right? and so we're always constantly talking about every single thing about the product Yeah. or yeah. Optum it was more like siloed off into like your own mm. kind of path mm. that does yeah it makes it harder to yeah. really, like really contribute actual like value to the you know greater mm-hmm. product when you're just focused on one piece but here we can like reverse engineer just about everything yeah, and, you know, yeah. across the entire product mm-hmm. very different for sure yeah but yeah, I'm, I'd be curious to hear from other folks who, you know, have worked in larger companies, may have struggled with finding their voice as a product manager. If, if you know, maybe some you know tips or things that they've done to get more confident, feel more confident in their you know abilities and bring value to uh, larger team discussions. Yeah, I think I have three things. I wrote them down. So I do want to say them. <laughs> <laughs> um, the three things that have kind of helped me so far um, in terms of like being more confident and speaking up in those meetings is. Doing research on features that were discussed previously in meetings. So if you're in like a product priority review or whatever, an idea pops up, and but it doesn't get prioritized for that meeting. Like in future meetings, you should have done research about what your competitors do, mm-hmm. how you think the feature should work, what customers are saying about or per- prospective customers are saying about that feature. And then second one, I kind of already put in my first answer. Look at what competitors are doing, like if there's any feature gaps or what things you think are interesting that you should have in your product. Mm-hmm. And then the third would just be... Um, speaking with your end users or speaking with prospects. Mm. So, because I feel like as product people, we would want to have all the answers, but our users or our potential customers or users are always going to have what they need more than what we know they need, if right. that makes sense. Yeah. Like they're going to know what they need and what we're missing before we even think about it. Yeah, yeah. And to tack on to that, I think, uh, you know, it's really valuable to come prepared uh, with just like information that your more senior counterparts might not be at, like attuned to. Mm-hmm. So I think, uh, you know, VPs of product, directors, you know, like C-suite uh, product people probably aren't more attuned to the day-to-day, like, you know, problems of your users. Whereas like the earlier stage PMs are like in full story. We're like checking metrics on a daily basis. And, and you know, we're more, you know, attuned to these things. And we could probably surface these issues in these opportunities in these meetings in a retro uh, at stand up and I think those bring a lot of value being able to like bring those like surface things that uh, 
you know, kind of higher level people might not yeah. be paying attention to that are still valuable and also just like being sure to like touch yeah. on like why that's important yeah and make sure you bring up like who is impacted by this mm-hmm. feature or problem or bug or whatever because they're obviously going to want to know like the business implications about how to prioritize it based on who was coming from exactly yep but i think that wraps it up for today mm-hmm. yeah if you guys have any advice tips or want to share how you guys may have found more confidence in speaking up in larger meetings we'd love to find out yeah and please continue to give us any feedback or potential topics you want us to cover <laughs> cover <laughs> the winter's a long over here <laughs> all right until next time everybody take care